Hello, friends. Anne here, and this is Overcome with Auntie Anne. Each week, I sit down with a friend to hear her story of overcoming, and we talk about the good, the bad, and everything in between. Before building an international corporation, I went through my own years of defeat, despair, and depression that kept me stuck in a place of darkness. It was only when I learned to share my own story that I started to overcome my past and to find purpose in my pain. I've found incredible freedom in my life, and I'd like for you to discover it for yourself as well. Together, we can overcome. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Overcome with Auntie Anne. I am so grateful you're listening, and if it's your first time, welcome. Thank you for spending some time with us today on our podcast. A few months ago, we released an episode with my daughter, Luana. It was episode 23, if you'd like to listen to that. She and I discussed the topic of abandonment, and I know that that particular episode meant so much to so many of you. Luana's daughter, my granddaughter, Trinity, and I had the conversation after that episode, which was very fascinating and interesting to me. Abandonment is a big issue in, in many of our lives, and we, we experience it. But as her and I talked, I felt like, like we could actually share her story. So her and I started to talk about the impact that abandonment through generations and how Luana's experience impacted Trinity's life. It was such an interesting conversation that I really wanted to bring Trinity onto the show to chat about it with her. So please welcome with me, my granddaughter, Trinity, Trinity Lee Goodhart. (laughs) Yes. Hi. Happy to be here. Hey, Trinity. I'm so glad you're on the podcast with me today. I'm over the moon excited in case you didn't notice or if you can't feel (laughs) that. But truly, thank you so much for being here today. Our conversation that we had about a week ago really opened up my heart and my mind to to the experience of abandonment, which I never honestly thought about uh, so much until you and I talked about it. And your response to it was so fascinating and surprising to me that I'm so excited to be able to get into this conversation uh, with you today. But before we get into the, the deep conversation, which you and I have already had, give us a quick overview of who is Trinity Lee Goodhart today? What do you do? and What's your love? Yeah. So right now I'm living in Austin and I'm working and I think I'm just doing whatever, like whatever regular young woman in their twenties is doing. I'm, you know, trying to figure it out, working and just trying to love the people around me. And I know Trini, you love your job and you kind of just kind of hopped into that or just found it kind of randomly. And uh, you are, what is your title and, and where do you, where do you work? I work as um, an escrow services at a title company. Yes. And you're loving it, I think, except I know this yes, weekend we're in Florida together and you just told me that you don't feel like going home, but that, that'll be our secret. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, again, welcome, Trini. And um, this subject is truly, as I said, it's, it's one that I haven't really talked a lot about in my, uh, even in my adult years. But when mom and I talked, we just, it took me to a level of understanding abandonment in a way that I, I never thought of before. So I'm really thrilled that you're willing to just come on and, and share with our audience 
what it was like for you as as my granddaughter, the the daughter of uh, my my daughter, who had experienced tremendous abandonment, which we talked about on our episode. I don't know if you listened to your mom's uh, episode, but I know that. Tell me what you think about that if you did listen to it, and even as we talked about your mom and the abandonment issue, give me just let's hear some of your thoughts about that. Yeah, I did listen. I think she sent it to me before it was out and about, so I got to hear it um, before. And I've I've heard my mom talk about abandonment before, um, but I've never heard you guys talk about it. And I think that's when it really clicked for me how generational the topic of abandonment really is and how easy it is for mothers to fall into that so quickly if they're not extra careful about it. Yes. So, so as we talked about this, we, you mentioned about how abandonment, uh, it came full circle in your life. And, you know, I always, I always worried about and thought about what it's like for you. And did you feel abandoned by your mother because she was abandoned by me? I, I'm I'm fascinated by your take on it. Can you uh, tell us what you mean by? It's like you said to me that it has come full circle in your life. What does that mean? Yeah, I I think it's starting out with you and my mother's lives. Obviously, is where the circle would start. I guess you can say. Um, but abandonment has been not an unrecognizable feeling in my life. And I think that's what I mean by full circle is because you are a mother of abandonment and my mom is a daughter of abandonment. And I could have easily fallen to that so easily, if not um, for you and my mother's care. So I feel like it's so it's full circle in such a positive way, which is such a blessing to this story. So as a kid, how did, how do you, what do, what do you think um, your mom did for you? Do you think that she was intentional about not abandoning you or was it, I don't know. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so intentional on her part because she recognized at a young age what that feeling was and how you made her feel that way. So she was extra cautious. And if she wasn't around, she put extra cautious people in my life. And even just the way like my mother spoke to me growing up right out of the womb, you know, I heard her words screaming, you are loved. You are special. You are important. You are one of a kind. You're a daughter of a king, like every single day. And I just believed that without a doubt in my mind she told me and that's what i thought so it was it was so intentional on her part and she surrounded me by by people who were intentional in my life like i never once had a scream for attention or cry for attention and you were intentional too i think that you saw how um your mothering affected my mother so you wanted to grandparent differently so you were extra intentional with me and i was just surrounded by so much intention and so much positive words of affirmation like the power of words is what really change that um, situation for me. And I think that was my mother's biggest parenting tactic in this whole abandonment issue was words of affirmation. So the words of affirmation, that was one thing, but what was her, your everyday life with your mom? Like, how did she visit or physically, was she physical with her love? Was that intentional as well? Yeah, she, she, I think it was mostly she role modeled that to me. So like she was telling me all these positive things about who I am um, and my character and my value, but she also lived that. Like she was a strong, confident, powerful woman. So seeing that and her telling me those things is super, uh, it's twofold kind of showing me and teaching me, which instilled just confidence and reassurance in my life. And like, I, n- I never once questioned if my mother loved me, even if she wasn't spending time with me, she put good people in my life who were intentional too. Yeah, and the, and the 
your mom did have a job. She worked a lot and uh, you did have uh, babysitters a lot, nannies. And how was that for you? Yeah, I, 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 we talked, when we talked about this earlier, that's the first time I ever thought of like, wow, my mom wasn't at home a lot. Like it never even crossed my mind that my mother wasn't there all of the time because she put such good people in my life. I always thought that that's what my mom had to do. And she'd come home at the end of the day and we'd have our time then. But the people who took care of me were just really became part of our family that I didn't even think about my mom not being there. You know, uh, as we talked about this, I I realized and and I have uh, have my own story about abandonment with my mother intentionally did not intentionally abandon me. Of course not. But uh, she had left the Amish uh, when she was a young married mom and she was somewhat abandoned by her family because of the Amish culture. And then as I grew up, uh, I felt abandoned by my mother, which was never intentional. And then later on by my sisters who uh, loved me and but most of my life, I, I felt that abandonment, but, but I could never have verbalized that. And so when we talked about the generational, uh, it's almost like it, it truly is generational. But you somehow you feel like it has the generational blessing or the full circle. When we began to talk about that, I realized that, you know, abandonment, number one, most moms do not intentionally abandon their children. Uh, circumstances may create that, whatever the reason. But what what I heard you say with the generational blessing just truly it filled my heart with hope and joy because we can truly be intentional to break that. I, it's almost a curse of abandonment. We can We can break it. And that's what your mother did for you. And again, like you said, Your mom loved you so much. She said, I'm not going to never told you this, right, that I'm never going to abandon you. But her heart was so set on, I'm not going to abandon Trinity. And my heart as a grandma, uh, when you came to be, I'm like, I am not going to abandon Trinity, even though we live miles apart at that time. You were in California. I was in Pennsylvania. But the connection was there. And the abandonment issue, as you said, it's just like it's gone in your life. Can you speak a little bit more yeah, to that? It, yeah, it's it's really brought nothing, nothing but goodness. And when, when you think about that in a big sense, it's it's abandonment on abandonment on aband- abandonment three three times in our mm-hmm. in these generations. Mm-hmm. But it's completely eradicated from mine. And I really feel like you and my mother paid the price for that and acted right to cover my life from that. And I really do credit that to the generational promise as, as what we've been saying is that it quite literally covers my life. And that what, along with hyper-focused people and with my relationship with Jesus, that I was just saved from all of that. And I think that's what makes the story so beautiful is because it is so it's, it's simple and it's just so positive. And the fact that Jesus and good people is what really saved my life from that. I just smile when you say that because it's so yeah. amazing to me and it gives hope really to anyone who may be experiencing this, that you can actually change that for the next generation, which is yeah. a beautiful thing. So how do you see, I mean, during your growing up years and, and um, you know, the subject of, you know, your mom and your dad loving you well. So what was your relationship like with God and Jesus and, and how do you feel that impacted also your your blessing and the generational promise. 
I think I've been spiritual and have had a super close relationship with Jesus since I was just a young girl. I can recall instances where I would, you know, just have like one-on-one talks and that kind of stuff. And I, I truly think that we just talk on a regular basis. And that's what's helped me with a lot of this is that I communicate so fluently with Holy Spirit and so fluently with Jesus. And I just know that they got my back, you know, yeah. like it's, it's something that, and that kind of goes back to tying about what, what my name means in the generational yeah. promise. Yeah. My, so my full name is Trinity Lee and it means protected by the wind and the storm by the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. And that's a beautiful and simple way to just tell what my life is about. Like I truly feel that I am covered and my brothers and sisters are covered because of what you and your parents and my parents have done for this family because generational promises are something that they're biblical. You know, you see it with Abraham and Moses and you see stories of generational promises, Mm -hmm. but it's real Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. happens. And I truly feel like the hard work that you and your parents did and my parents did have paid off in my life for that. Like I am, I am covered. I love that. And Trinity, I mean, your name, I guess more of us should, more of us should have that name. But the truth is, you know, uh, we're covered as well, no matter what our name is, but that, that truly does yeah. describe you though. It's very, it's yeah, fascinating it's to me. Fascinating. And I didn't even know until like maybe a year or two ago, what your name actually meant. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I know a number of years ago, Trini, I think that you may have been um, 11 or 12, you told me a story about what happened to you. And I'm not sure what the issues uh, were in your life at that time, but you told me a story about your, how you heard Jesus talk to you in some way by the pond on your farm. Can you, can yeah. you share that with us today? Yeah, I think I was about, uh, I was probably 11 or 12. And I don't know if I can even remember what I thought was so big or trialing in my life or what was going on. But I, I vividly remember it. This is the first time I had a connection like this with Jesus. I was sitting on the deck out by our pond and I could hear and I could feel Jesus quite literally right next to me. Like I, I spoke and he replied kind of thing. Like, so like a, like a genuine, real conversation. And in that moment, I was just so reassured. And so like, I did not have to worry. I did not have to worry about plans, about bad feelings, about bad people. I just felt so, so, so protected and so uh, driven, I want to say, or just like, um, I knew that he had a plan and that his plan was going to happen mm-hmm. and that I didn't have to, I didn't have to worry about the things that came along with it. And that was the first time that I had an experience like that with Jesus. And you've never forgotten that. Cause we've talked about it a number of times in your adult life yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hard yeah. to forget things like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so in this uh, subject of abandonment, we talked about I think we talked quite a bit about being noticed and abandoned people, people that feel abandoned, feel unnoticed. And can you speak to that for us? I mean, we had this long conversation about that and I'd like to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, I feel like people, obviously children from abandonment feel unnoticed because of parenting and, and generation generational abandonment and things like that. Um, but that's how you attract the wrong people is kind of what we were talking about, how when you crave attention, you get attention from wrong places. Um, 
So in, in my life, I attention was never something that I had to crave because I had good people surrounding me. And I feel like that's a huge testament to why abandonment is not in my life is because the people who I was surrounded by, like I never once had to scream and shout for anyone to notice me or look at me or care for me or ask me how I was feeling or anything like that. You know, not being noticed. I think that a thought right now would be for parents that, uh, you know, we notice if our kids aren't behaving properly or they're hanging out with the wrong people. And I think that's a, a strong indication uh, that we we do need to notice our children, let them know they're recognized. And if they're not noticed, like you said, they'll be they'll find somebody, they'll find people who do notice them. Because I think it's in our DNA that we want to be we want to be not seen in a in a in a you know look at me and not in that way, but we just need to be seen. And yeah. I I love the fact that you never were con- you were never concerned about being noticed. I mean, you were always active in school, and if I remember, you were in in plays and you always sang, and it was never an issue for you to stand in front of a crowd and sing or speak or whatever. But but the power of belonging. And and your your mom and dad being intentional about seeing you and noticing your worth and and giving you the words of affirmation, all of that, you know, has given you the confidence that you need uh, as a as a grown woman now. Yeah, I, I feel like that word intentional that you used is just kind of a, a sticker you can put on all of it. Is intentional. People around me were intentional, and that's the way I feel. The way I feel today. And was um, taken away from all that abandonment is because the people around me were so intentional. Everyone in your life. You're yeah, all your- everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that had something to do with the fact that you were the first born a granddaughter. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the hyper focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned as well that your, your life could have fallen into the footsteps of, you know, of being abandoned so easily. But abandonment is something that you feel like has come full circle. You've been redeemed. I mean, it, it it's such a beautiful picture. And I really want people to hear uh, and understand that if you feel abandoned, there is something that you can do about it. I, can you speak to that? Yeah, I feel like that's, it's one of the biggest lessons that I have gathered from you and my mother is that if something doesn't feel right in your spirit, talk about it, hmm. talk about it. That's, that's your that's what I've seen. That's what you've said to me. That's what my mother has seen. That's what she has said to me. And the blessings that that has created in your life are just testament to how powerful words really are. Like if something feels wrong in your spirit, talk about it. And that's something that's been always so common in my household. Like if there was a moment that I would feel uncomfortable about something or a moment that I would feel abandoned by you or my mom or anyone around me, I know that I could have that conversation with you with welcome arms and would receive nothing but a positive outcome. So speaking about it is key. Absolutely. And you've learned through the years too, you've got, you've gained, as you've grown, I've noticed that not only are you able to talk about things that bother you, but you've also been able to make, you know, wise choices. And uh, I think that security as, as parents, if we give our kids that kind of security, there is such a, a good future for them, which I've noticed in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Trusting, trusting your gut is a, is a huge thing and being able to just make those right choices and speak about those right choices. And even today, I I know that you and your mom have, have a great relationship. 
Can you talk to us about that? Yes. My mom, I could talk about my mom for ages. She is my, one of my favorite people in this whole, whole entire world. And I feel so, so lucky to have such a great relationship with my mom. She's truly one of my best friends. And I am the person I am today because of her and because the woman that she role modeled me to be. I never once questioned anything about myself because of my mom. And that's a blessing for people my age and girls growing up. So I'm so lucky to have have a mom like that. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we could talk about this today because now you can um, share this with, you know, friends in your circle, people you get to know, encourage them and, and even uh, maybe even begin to notice people a little bit more, you know, as, mm-hmm. as we've talked about this, it makes it more real to me that there's so many people that we need to notice on, you know, at work, at the grocery store, wherever we go, people want to be seen. And so we can do that for people in in our world. And that's what this whole subject has really uh, helped me to understand that, that we just need to pay attention to those who do truly feel abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizing people in pain is, is what we're here to do. Yeah, absolutely. So has there ever been a time in your life when you've had, you know, inner struggles and anything that you may have overcome because of your inner confidence? Yeah. It's so ingrained in your life. It's so ingrained in your life. I feel like that um, this past year, I'll call it a stumbling block um, that really made me question, you know, who am I? What do I deserve? What is this what my life is destined to be for? Is this the path that I'm supposed to be walking on? And it's so, so easy to for the devil to just make that voice way, way louder than Jesus's voice or my mom's voice in my head that's screaming, you are good enough. You are loved. This is for you. And it's so easy for us to listen to those other louder voices and you can fall into that so, so, so quickly. And I almost did. You know, it's it's something that's easy to fall into if you're not careful about it. And if you're not, if you don't face it on head on, because it's easy to ignore too, you know, when those other voices are louder, it's easy to ignore the quiet little ones in the back of your head. But I think focusing on that and in, in the moments where you do hear those loud voices, you just got to hold on to them because Jesus's words will be louder in a minute if you just listen to them and just remembering constantly who you are and what you deserve and what you need. And it's something that you can incorporate even in like your mornings. What I've, what I've decided to do in the mornings when I was going through one of those things is just look at yourself in the mirror and recite those things that your mother has told you, or that Jesus is telling you and just putting those things into physical actions, create physical reactions in your life. And I think that's the biggest thing that I learned going through my little stumbling block is just make it happen, bring it into reality. And it, it, the rest will follow. There's a line I've used in the last couple of weeks is when you listen to the right voice, you will make the right choice, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and like you say, words are powerful and they're very, um, yeah, we, we really need to uh, hear the affirmation words from our parents. And we really need to be affirmed so that when we come into these situations that are difficult and we almost cave, that we can still hear that voice and always make the right choice when we hear the good voice. What encouragement, Trinity, do you have for uh, young girls uh, your age? As you think about our audience today, what encouragement would you give to them? Whether they've been feeling abandoned, uh, there's all many reasons for that, but just give us some words of encouragement for them. 
Yeah, I think women my age in this generation especially have probably dealt with the most scrutiny out of every generation, you know, with Instagram and Facebook and everything being so popularized. Um, comparison is such, such an easy thing to fall into. And that's probably the the main thing that I've seen in women my age is the fear of comparison and falling short and and the repercussions that that brings in your life. And that that ties into abandonment too, you know, not being recognized. Um, and I think my words of advice, well, I'd have to fall on what my mother has, has always told me, you know, just like realize that you are the daughter of a king and it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you do because that is your title and that should be enough to proclaim self-worth upon yourself you know, to make you feel worthy and to make you feel loved and to make you feel seen despite what you do, despite what you look like, despite how old you are, despite whether you love your job, you already have the title and you already are the daughter of a king. So the rest of it can fall short and it will fall short and it doesn't have to matter. So just realizing what, what is important and knowing that we already have what is important. Yeah, and so you and I can do that through, you know, wherever we go, we can speak those words of affirmation over people. And when you do, it's amazing the look in there, the, the smile or the surprise, like, really, I am, I'm, I'm worth something. But we yeah. can do that in many different ways. And uh, so I want to encourage all of our audience, you know, just to spread the word and, and tell people how important they are and how beautiful they are and how th- that they are enough. And as you said, they are the daughter of the Most High King. and. Um, as we just try to impact our world, uh, we can make a difference. Yeah, that's my my favorite part about loving Jesus is letting people know that Jesus loves them. You know, like spreading spreading that positivity is my favorite part about it all. And you do that so well, Trinity. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Trinity, there's a phrase that we I've heard it all my life, and I hear it uh, a lot today, and it's the phrase... Um, there's always beauty for ashes. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I feel like that's something that's so overused. And when you think about it, you think of it in a really dramatic sense, like ending credits of movies or long dramatic poems and that kind of stuff. But, But that's really what happened in this situation. Like beauty really did come from the ashes. Abandonment was something that was quite literally the fabric of you and my mother's life. And it ashes and it's brought nothing but beauty and in the next generation's life and it's something that's so true and it's so real as dramatic and and hoity as it may sound that's quite literally what happened in our situation and it's just it's just so beautiful that those things do actually apply here Mm, love that trini well trini this has been my joy to have you uh on my podcast, and I'm I'm grateful that you said yes to my ask, and it's beyond my wildest that you would be on the podcast. But, but what a great job! And I'm just so so grateful for what you shared with us today. Yes, I'm so thankful for the opportunity. I love that we get to do these kinds of things together. Yes, me too. And so, for all of our listeners, we want to thank you for listening today. And uh, we ask that you continue to tune into our podcast and uh, remember that together uh, we can overcome. And as long as you're able and willing to be open and honest and communicate about what's going on in your life, there is hope for you and there is help for you. And remember that you have a story. And until next time, God bless you and keep overcoming. Thanks for listening to Overcome with Auntie Anne. I hope that you feel inspired, encouraged, 
and know that you are not alone. If you like the episode, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. You can find me on Instagram at AntieNB or Facebook. Until next time, choose well and choose to overcome.